I have one question for you. Are you ready to do your fertility journey differently? Hey there, I'm Bella Hilton, and this is the Studio Fertility Podcast, where each week I bring you real, actionable tips and strategies to help you get your mind from chaos to calm and your body from resistant to receiving. So if you want to feel better now and improve your fertility, let's do this. Hey everyone and welcome to the Studio Fertility Podcast. I'm your host Bella Hilton and today I wanted to go back to square one a little bit, right? Because I just held a big three-day event for fertility peeps across the globe and have welcomed some beautiful new ladies into my program, The Fertility Shifts, which I'm so excited to be working with them already and helping them to really turn this around. And so I work with women every day, right, who are struggling on this path And it occurred to me from all the questions that I've been getting lately of how do I know when IVF is the right next step and how do I make peace with having medical interventions and how do I cope with seeing my friends get pregnant and all of these kind of things. It occurred to me that I can give you all the advice in the world around your fertility and I still will. But I think first and foremost, we need to come back sometimes to square one and talk about how to cope with your infertility diagnosis in the first place, right? I think that's the first step because I think in coping with that, the next steps become easier. Integrating your life, yourself into your life becomes easier. Dealing with other people's situations where they get pregnant easily becomes easier when we deeply accept where we are at and we need to take the time to accept where we're at and that it's not how we had planned and it sucks I get it now we know that an infertility diagnosis comes after you know 12 months of trying to conceive without success or six months really if you're over 35 which is kind of ridiculous right because they say it's harder to get pregnant over 35 but diagnose you as infertile earlier that's never made sense to me but anyway in fact the whole infertility diagnosis has never made sense to me and I think basically that this term in and of itself largely needs to be looked at right but before I lobby whomever I need to lobby to change all the outdated medical terms that ever existed let's look at this on a more personal level because I think this is the first step to coping with your diagnosis. So maybe you waited 12 months, right? Maybe you made it, waited six months. Maybe something happened in your journey like an ectopic pregnancy or a late mis- miscarriage or you always knew you had PCOS and an irregular cycle and you always knew it would be hard. You know, so you found yourself at your doctor's office and having tests, right? Our initial port of call. Uh, mine was my very first cycle and my very regular cycle just up and disappeared right and I didn't ovulate that month for no reason and then had to spend six months building my cycle back up with absolutely no guidance and no one telling me why it had disappeared ended up working that out for myself but whatever takes you to the doctor in that instance you start getting the work up right and maybe your test results came back less than stellar Maybe you discovered you have PCOS. Maybe you learned you have endometriosis. Your tubes are blocked. Your progesterone is low. Your husband has low sperm count or bad motility and morphology. Or maybe they just blamed it all on your weight. Or maybe you got the, 
oh, this all looks good on paper. I don't know why you aren't conceiving. Totally unexplained infertility scenario. Maybe you're sitting in that hard spot of secondary infertility, right? Now, as soon as we get those less than stellar results though, and we've already got, you know, maybe 12 months to back that up as well of nothing happening. Sometimes people might not utter the word infertility, except, you know, unexplained infertility, secondary infertility is really out there, but that's what we assume, right? We're also, we are infertile. Even if nobody says it to you, you do start to use that word. We start seeing the word infertility pasted everywhere. We have you know, we've started on this medical journey of poking and prodding and jabbing and people looking at you grimly over their glasses, you know, telling you you have a 5% chance of conceiving, right? And so naturally we sink lower and lower and lower into feeling completely broken and like your body doesn't work and like you're less of a man or less of a woman and less of a couple because you can't do this thing naturally like everybody else seems to be able to do it, right? Do you know that some people can't eat properly and have to be fed with tubes? Some people can't poop properly for whatever reason and have to have colostomy bags, right? They're no less of a person, but that was just an aside on that comment I made just a second ago. Um, Like I had a friend 14 years ago who's still my friend, who for some reason it took her 18 months to conceive. And after she conceived the first, she went on to conceive two more quite easily, including giving birth to her last child, like two days after her 40th birthday, right? What I'm saying is that once we start down those medical roads, right, we start to identify with being infertile, with being broken, telling ourselves that it's impossible and that will never happen, right? Because there's only one definition for infertility, unable to conceive. We tell people, I have unexplained infertility, secondary infertility, I'm doing infertility treatments, And I think the first step to accepting your infertility diagnosis is that you actually need to drop the infertility word from your vocabulary and start thinking about this differently. Because the statistics still remain that the vast majority of you listening to this podcast right now, podcast, I should say, right now, while, you know, who, you know, while the path might have been long and rocky and you've been on it for a while and downright debilitating and devastating at times, the vast majority of you will become parents. Sit with that thought for a moment. How delightful is that? Okay. So sometimes changing our language to fertility challenge or fertility obstacles, but not infertility, right? Do you see the difference? Not infertility treatments but fertility treatments because you're not incapable of this i know there are exceptions to the rule here of people who might be tuning in and stay tuned because i think i have something for everyone today but until you know for sure that you're totally infertile like i.e your uterus has been removed and your ovaries right you produce zero sperm then we need to start thinking of ourselves as not broken but just in need of some assistance, perhaps some tweaks, because sometimes getting pregnant might be a matter of time and approach. But that's the hard part, right? Knowing how much time and what the right approach is. But I think that's a separate topic. I think just getting rid of infertility as a diagnosis until you have that proper diagnosis for you. Like if that is absolute, sure, I get it. But if it's not, 
then you've got infertility uh, challenges, right? Does that make sense? Because calling ourselves infertile, but then doing all kinds of medications and treatment and supplements, etc., kind of creates this opposing forces in our heads, right? The it's never going to work obstacle, right? That That's the infertile message. I'm infertile, right? So it's never going to work. It's an absolute. Yet I'm doing all this stuff and then, you know, feeling futile about it. And so it creates this pain inside, right? If we view it slightly differently, then it doesn't make the road ahead any easier in terms of what we might need to do, but it can help you to really see the bigger picture of your road and make it easier to make those tougher decisions. And I think the next step then to accepting uh, your diagnosis, which um, we're now going to call your fertility diagnosis, right? Instead of infertility is actually grieving. I think we need to take the time to grieve all the little moments we thought we were going to have that we may not have now, right? And I know for me, it was a specific moment I needed to grieve. It was that moment where I was surprised by a positive pregnancy test, right? Don't get me wrong. I was totally surprised when I did get pregnant doing IVF, but everything was very intentional, right? There was every opportunity for me to be pregnant. I'm talking, you know, and I was being monitored very closely. I'm talking about that moment where you feel off or your period is a couple of days late. And so you go, oh, maybe I should take a test and you take a test and oh my God, it's positive and happiness and joyness follows, right? And it definitely did also when I got my positive pregnancy test. But what I'm saying is that it's, it's that moment where I was alone in my bathroom or maybe it was my husband and I decided to take a test and it had worked. Not that moment where the nurse calls me and gives me my beta HCG result, right? I didn't dream of that. It was my thing that I really needed to grieve of that image in my head. And you might need to grieve uh, that you might need some assistance or that you have a large gap between your children or whatever it is. Grieve whatever you are hanging on to as the way it should be. Because when we hang on to those thoughts and dreams of the way it should be, right, it stops us from fully accepting what is what's right in front of us and actually clouds our judgment going forward of what we might need to do, um, being a little bit more objective about it, taking away a little bit of the fear. And it creates a lot of heartache and pain because in our heads, we're actually trying to live in two different worlds. We're still trying to switch it to the world where uh, we don't need assistance, where we're totally fine and it's just going to happen um, versus Maybe we need to look into something, right? Or need some help or it's going to be a longer path or whatever, you know? So it actually stops us from accepting that fully and it creates this dichotomy within us. Another thing I think is we need to realize that we're not alone. I know it can feel so lonely, right? We, you know, I think I, I, so many women come to me and they're the only one in their friendship group who seems to be going through this, right? And yet there are so many of us, you know, whether that's primary, secondary fertility obstacles or any of the conditions that can come along with fertility challenges, right? I think a lot more of the heartache comes around because 
like I said, maybe you don't know anyone else in your world who has struggled. Maybe you're hearing pregnancy announcements every second week from all your friends. Maybe you've told people they don't understand and told you to just relax. And so you just want to scream it from the rooftops about how hard it is and what you're going through and no one seems to understand. And the trouble when people around us don't understand, we have to try harder and make them understand. And in doing so, we perpetuate our own unhappiness and don't see a pathway forward. Our own stance to feel validated, to feel vindicated in how we feel. You know, we dig in our heels around that. And once you let go of that need for validation from people who don't understand and, and seek out people who do understand that can help you to move forward in a positive direction, then it makes things much easier. Um, it's not a great normal, but when you talk to somebody who can normalize this for you, it does make it a lot easier. So my next tip is once you realize you are not alone in what you're going through is to seek out a supportive system for yourself that will support you through this, okay? A doctor who believes in you, a coach or counselor who can guide you through and help you deal with your emotions and mindset if you're struggling with that. A support network that understands that this is hard, that you have bigger obstacles to becoming a parent. A support network that supports you in realizing that you are not broken you might need some assistance, you might need some help, you might need some support. And, you know, that could look like anything. That could look like IVF or supplements, right? It doesn't have to be um, all medical. I think the fourth tip then is to remind ourselves what our goal is, right? Our goal is to have a baby. Sometimes we can get lost in the detail on our way to achieving that baby or that, ex you know, the experience of being a parent, and that's what I see so much, people getting absolutely lost in all the doing they're doing to try and have some control over the fact that someone told them they had like a 1% chance of conceiving, right? I just don't buy into it. Um, I don't really buy into the percentages. There is so much gray area in fertility, so much current medicine absolutely does not know about fertility, so many advances they're making every day, right? Yeah, so people are getting lost in peeing on sticks and supplements and charting temperatures and tracking everything and researching all, you know, all the rest of it and all that stuff that I talk about all the time. Instead, I think sometimes we need to remind ourselves of that big picture. I want to have this experience. It's really important to me. I want to have a baby because I think for some, not all, that can actually help them when avenues um, to becoming a parent close to open up other avenues. Like what is your absolute deal breaker? I mean, we all dream about our own DNA and being pregnant and all that, but what if it starts to be adoption? Not an easier path, mind you, at all, but what if that starts to be adoption? Like knowing where your lines are along any of this, like what point do you stop? What point do you go to the next path will help you to not get lost in the minutia of this, of this challenge. And I think that I'd say that my biggest tip with it all is that to actually get help and to get the help you need almost before you need it. Of course, how do we know we need it before we need it, right? Uh, I know that sounds odd, but um, pe most people come to me long after needing me, right? Not when they first need me, 
well after they've needed me and sunk so low and it, it breaks my heart. But, you know, I'm thankful that they do and I can help them get out of it. But what I'm saying is that if you are struggling, if you're feeling alone, if you aren't coping with IVF, maybe, you know, uh, or aren't coping with the journey or coping with it being your next step or, you know, it's not the right next step for you right now, but you just need guidance and to talk to people who get it and to help you sort through the things in your head and your heart and to heal what you've been through, um, right? You know, and just because you're not crying in a ditch yet, that doesn't mean you don't need these things, right? Don't second guess yourself. Don't let people talk you out of needing the support and the the comfort that you need. Um, if I think back to my journey, if I had simply had a doctor or the endocrinologist that I ended up seeing just to say to me, hey, look, I know that you just started trying and you're now trying to get your periods back and it might take a little while, but let's let's check in once a month to see where you are and make sure you're on the right path to your periods returning so you don't slip through the cracks. Look, it may be a matter of time and I know that might be hard to hear, but let's remember you had a great cycle before and let's get you back to peak fertility together, right? If you find it hard along the way, why don't you talk to this amazing coach or counselor to make sure you're doing okay and that your fertility is a positive experience for you. I know this is a bit of an obstacle to starting your family, but I want you to trust me and know you're in good hands. Imagine if someone said that to me, how different would that have been? <laughs> Chalk and cheese, that's not what happened. <laughs> so honestly, so many times I have women come to me and they tell me their stories and no matter what they've been through, I can most of the time still see so much hope, so much potential. And considering the vast majority of my clients do have their baby, it's not crazy for me to hold that hope for people. It's not crazy for me to, you know, see past uh, the dark place that they've gotten themselves into to help them to see the light again, to find their smile, to um, feel hope again for this journey working out and for them to start to see different results because I see it all the time, right? But it's hard to not be in that place when you aren't talking to people that can drive you forward because I think many people do connect with other people and maybe find out they're not alone, which can help, but then they're in forums or whatever that just help them to sink lower, to remind themselves how hard it is for these other women. It must be hard for me as well, right? So in getting that support, you really need somebody that can actually um, help drive you forward, um, not help you to spiral down. I hope that makes sense. I send you all the biggest love right now because I know none of this is easy. Coping with your um, diagnoses, whatever has been going on for you is one of the hardest things that I know that you will ever go through. And um, supporting yourself through this time is really important. And I really, you know, if you take away any message from today, it would be that second point that I made is to grieve grieve any of the little things that you you know think you're going to miss out on from from what should have been you know an easy process that's now not so you can start to fully sink into and accept where you're at 
so you can see the pathway forward. And I shall see you next time on the podcast. Hey, thanks for listening to the Studio Fertility Podcast. If you want to learn more about how to work with me, just head to studiofertility.com slash shift and check out my transformational five-star rated program, The Fertility Shift. Or you may just want to check out other great episodes at studiofertility.com slash podcast. And finally, if you love the podcast, why not leave a review? If you let me know you left a review, there may be something in it for you. And that's it.